Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Calgary Real Estate Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything related to real estate in our beautiful city. My name is Kimberly Poffneroth, and I am joined by my mom and my co-host, Barb Richardson. Now let's jump in. Kim, so wow, we're the first two months into 2022, and what an exciting start to the year. Continued momentum in sales growth. As a matter of fact, we've had a, was just checking 5,300 resale sales in the first two months of this year, and that compares to about 3,300 last year in 2021. So significant growth across all product sectors, detached, townhomes, apartment condos. And apartment condos, for example, we've gone from 455 in 2021, the first two months, to 910 sales in 2022. So you keep hearing Kim and I chat on prior episodes about the opportunity we see in apartment condos because we're still down 20% pricing-wise from 2014, but they are starting to go. I was showing them all weekend and half of them got canceled because they were pending People are starting to want to revitalize that apartment condo sector in the city, and we're getting so much interest from Toronto and Vancouver, both in resale apartment condos and new apartment condos. So that's really the uh, topic of today. We've got the resale market, the new home market. If we look at, well, we've had 5,300 sales in the first two months on resale. That projects maybe we'll need 30,000 homes to sell and apartment condos on resale in 2022. Um, The new home market really predicted that we're going to need about 10,000 products for new inventory on the new home market. So again, tremendous inventory. I know builders are really starting to feel the pressure. Good lots are getting picked up. And the new build inventory is also very vibrant. So this is really the topic of our episode today. It's talking about for buyers out there, when you're looking at buying new versus buying resale, what are some of the considerations that you want to actually go through in your mind? And why should you still engage a experienced realtor to help you make those choices? Awesome. Well, thank you for that update, Mom. And we would like to welcome our special guest today. She's another member of our team at Richardson Group YYC, Kim Barton. And Kim was a born and raised Calgarian and has been in the real estate industry for the past 15 years. Prior to getting her real estate license, Kim spent six years working in the new home sales side with Qualico. In addition to her real estate experience with both Sotheby's and Qualico, Kim has also built seven of her own new construction homes, which makes her the perfect guest to bring on to our episode today to discuss the topic of today's episode of buying a new home versus a resale home. There's so much to know. And when you're looking at resale versus new product, it's still a little bit of a different kind of game that you have to consider different aspects in both options that you have available. So we want to welcome you to the podcast, Kim. We're excited to have you here today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, super excited to be here with you ladies. I listen all the time. I'm a huge fan. And yeah, I'm uh, excited to talk about one of my biggest passions, which is new construction. 
Oh, well, thank you. So, Kim, with your ample experience in buying new versus resale product, I mean, there's a few differences just for our listeners out there. Like when you're buying a new or pre-construction product, whether it's a pre-construction condominium or a townhome or even a single family home, you're typically looking at it often before it's built. Whereas in a resale product, you can go view the home exactly how it is. Someone has lived in it. So why don't you give us just a little bit of a rundown of what the advantages versus the disadvantages are of new product versus resale in our market, Kim? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely quite a few advantages to purchasing a new construction home. Things like you get to pick your lot, you get to pick the layout of the home you like, your community. Along with building new construction comes the advantage of having all of the new modern technology, which equates to, you know, more energy efficient homes and ultimately lower operating costs, which is, you know, definitely important to buyers these days. Uh, You also have a new home warranty for your home, less wear and tear on the house when you move into the house. Everything's brand new, pristine. Another big advantage is that you get to grow with the community. I guess some disadvantages would be, you know, you do end up paying more on occasion for new construction home than you would for resale. There's also going to be a bit of a lag in building time in these newer areas, a little bit more time to uh, get the pathway systems and trees, retail spaces, schools, things like that established. Uh, There is GST uh, to think about when you're purchasing new construction. You know, the other thing to keep in mind is that you will be living in a bit of a construction zone until the community is, you know, fully developed. And, uh, you know, you can be waiting a while for, for the trees to bloom and things like that. Yeah, so you're kind of, I guess, when you're looking at new versus resale, one of the things is there's two real differences to distinguish. There's the new in a brand new community where you're kind of buying in a plot of dirt. And then there's also new where it's a redevelopment, an infill, something in the inner city, but it may be in a more established community, but still a new product. So when you're considering new versus the resale, lots to consider when you're looking at, you know, what it is that you're looking for and identifying your criteria there. So Kim, with your experience in buying new build products for yourself and others, what should buyers know about a new build in terms of warranty and in terms of GST that's different from buying a resale product? Yeah, good question. This is definitely something people want to understand. With a new construction home, you do have a warranty and it's quite extensive. Builders supply a one-year, two-year, five-year, and 10-year warranty, depending on what the issues are. So for one year, you're looking at material and labor. Two years, you're looking at things like your electrical, plumbing, heating, any issues there. Five years covers the actual building envelope itself. Things like the roof, walls, framing, windows, and then 10-year coverage for major structural defects such as frame or foundation issues. Another thing to note, there is GST in all new construction homes. Some builders include it in the price and some builders keep it separate from the price. So that's definitely something you want to ask. If it's included in the price, then you can roll that into your mortgage. If it's not included in the price, then that's something you're going to have to pay for up front. Right. So just having that awareness and asking those questions is crucial when looking at new. So are there any differences in what you have to put up front in terms of the deposit and down payment when compared to a resale unit? 
Uh, there are actually, uh, when you're doing a resale property, you give an initial deposit once the offer has been accepted. And then typically the remainder of the amount is owed at the time of closing or possession. With a new construction purchase, it's a little bit different. You can give anywhere from a five up to 20% deposit, just depending on what the builder requires. Typically, the builder will want a $1,000 deposit completely refundable at the time of writing the offer. And then once the offer has been accepted and any conditions you have have been waived and it becomes a firm sale, that's when they're looking for the remainder of that 5 to 20% down. Some builders do also offer a bit of a step program for deposits, which is helpful for people that don't have that bulk amount of down payment, gives them the opportunity to pay over a certain amount of time. Okay, and knowing that new homes are often sold through sales centers and people can, you know, go to the sales center, they can collect the information just from the sales center specifically if they're only looking at new. Why is it still so important to use a realtor even if you are planning on purchasing through the sales center specifically? You know, there are so many reasons uh, to use a realtor to represent you in any situation. But when you're purchasing new construction, it's important in that when you walk into that sales center, you know, the sales staff, they know the builder, they know their product, they do a great job of representing the builder and what they're selling. But when you work with a realtor, you have someone who's there to protect your interests and, uh, you know, guide you through the process. Oftentimes, the sales staff in these sales centers don't have their real estate license, so they don't have access to all of the important market information, you know, such as what's been selling in the area and for what price, which is really important when you want to write an offer on new construction. You want to know that you're not overpaying for a home, so it's uh, it's definitely an advantage if you can have a realtor with you to give you that information. Also, realtors are able to negotiate on your behalf, which is also important. You know, some people think when you walk into the sales center, that the price is the price and that's not always the case you know price is a moving target and also you know inclusion so you might be paying the price the builder wants but maybe there's an opportunity to negotiate in blinds or appliances landscaping things like that so always good to have a realtor representing you in new construction purchase and I agree so much Kim you know it's so great to have somebody represent you especially if you're a fairly new buyer and you're going into a sales center looking to buy new Lots of the things that we do with our clients who are purchasing new is we will do walkthroughs with them and the builder. We will help them point out things, for example, on an electrical walkthrough where it makes sense for resale and just usage to have outlets on both sides of the island, on both sides of the ensuite vanity. You know, why from a resale perspective, you want to have heated floors in the ensuite, why it makes sense to pay extra money to get that extra ceiling height in the basement. So just where it might make sense to do some upgrades from a livability and resale perspective are some of the benefits that having a, you know, your own trusted agent on your side when you're dealing with the builder. So we've kind of talked more on the, uh, you know, detached home kind of building new process versus resale. And why don't we uh, wrap up the episode talking about uh, condominiums? So I know, Kim, from your experience at Urban Analytics and really evaluating the new multifamily market in Calgary, maybe just touch on 
how a pre-sale condominium purchase works versus buying a resale condominium. Absolutely. And we will be having Jackson from Urban Zonda on in our next episode to really touch on the pre-construction multifamily market and what's happening there. But in terms of buying a condominium, it does still differ from buying, say, a single family house or even a townhouse in many cases because the builder needs to hit a certain target in order to qualify for their construction loan. So a single family house, you know, the builders can either build it on spec or build it once you've purchased it. And they have that confidence that they can move forward. But if you're building, you know, building of 200 plus units, they have to make sure that the sales are there for the most part, in order to qualify for that construction loan. So in many, many cases, it requires 50% of the sales to have occurred in order to get the rest of the construction financing to actually put the shovels in the ground. So you could be waiting quite a bit longer for even the pre-sale range. So whereas a house may take, you know, seven months to a year to build, a pre-sale condominium If they take a while, which in the past few years in Calgary it has, where it could take up to a year to hit that pre-sale target, you're then waiting for the next two years for that project to actually be built. Now, that being said, because our market has really changed in this past few months especially, those pre-sale targets are going to be hit quicker than they used to be. So typically, if we were waiting a year to hit that 50%, now we're seeing all these out-of-town investors who are buying these new products right away, and that's going to increase the construction timeline, and it will allow the project to complete sooner, which means you get to move in. So still a little bit of a different you know, structure. However, it still goes back to the same details that you really have to do your due diligence because you want to ensure, especially in a condominium project, that it's going to take off and it's going to succeed. Otherwise, you will be waiting for a while and then eventually getting your deposit back if the project doesn't end up going through. So I still say it goes back to making sure you're bringing in a realtor from the get-go, even on the new side of purchasing a new construction condominium. Thanks, Kim. And uh, just maybe before we wrap up, one other thing I wanted to uh, point out in reference to uh, Kim's comment on new has GST. A lot of builders do actually list their new build products or spec homes also on the MLS. So if they're representing a whole project or a development, they might put one property on the MLS. So if you see it on the MLS or on realtor.ca, it does have GST included. Everything on realtor.ca does have to have GST included. So we always say to our buyers, if they see something they like that's a new build, engage us. There may be several other properties or condominium units that that developer has as well. And we can get into that with them and explore that with them. But when it's on realtor.ca, it will have GST. When you're chatting to a builder direct, consider that a price where GST needs to be added. And the majority of builders, when you're going into the sales center, are showing the prices pre-GST because it looks more attractive. Uh, to have that lower price. So make sure to do the due diligence, but there's definitely a lot of advantages to buying new as well, as we talked about, and it's a great option out there. And we always recommend it's good to compare both options. 
Absolutely. And with that, we want to thank Kim for being here on today's episode. Uh, We really appreciate having you on. And if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to all three of us at Richardson Group YYC at Sotheby's. Follow us on Instagram at Richardson Group YYC. And I've also attached the link to contact us in the episode details. Thank you very much, Kim. Thanks for having me. With that, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to the Calgary Real Estate Podcast. My name, of course, is Kim Poffnroth, and I'm joined by my mom, Barb Richardson. If you're interested in learning more about the Calgary real estate market or getting in touch with a trusted real estate professional, we are always happy to chat. Please reach out to us at Calgary Real Estate Podcast or at our Sotheby's website, so Sotheby's International Realty Canada. And we work with the Richardson Group YYC, which my mom is the lead up. On behalf of myself, my mom, our little lapdog Coda, we want to thank you all for being here today. Have a great day.